The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So for the next part of the day, for the next 45 minutes or so, I want to do a little bit of an exploration around some of these themes around purpose and suitability. So first of all, I want to describe a, a, a reflective practice, and we're going to we're going to um, be a little fluid with this. It's not going to be quite in exactly the way that I describe it, but basically, one way to reflect on something from a meditative perspective is to begin a period of reflection with silent meditation for some period of time, say four or five minutes, just to allow yourself to kind of settle into into your body, into a little bit of stillness and silence. And then to drop a question into that space and see what comes up for you, to see what thoughts, what images, what feelings resonate for you with that question. Not necessarily to think about those images or thoughts or feelings, but to keep coming back to the question and keep seeing what, what comes up, what comes up for you. Just over and over, coming back to the question. And noticing, not just noting it as a thought, I mean, this is the difference between the mindfulness practice and this reflective practice, that you actually are interested in the content of your thoughts here. You know, that you're interested in seeing what this question, how it resonates with you, what, what you think, what you feel. So taking note of that in your exploration um, in this space. And so I'm going to guide you through a couple of questions, several questions, in a silence And some of them will need a little bit more active thinking than this particular form of reflection uh, implies. So you don't need to hold too tightly to the idea of of not thinking um, about what has come up in this particular reflective exercise. Let yourself explore the themes that I'm bringing up. and just see what happens for you. See what you, uh, you recognize and notice. So we'll start with a few minutes of silence, and then um, I'm going to uh, drop some questions into your, into your silent space.
What is your deepest aspiration? If that question feels awkward or uncomfortable for you, reflect on what's the orientation or direction that you'd like your life to go? Seeing if you can sense a directionality. Again, just keep coming back to the question. Come back to the silence and ask yourself the question. Another question for you. How can the practice of mindfulness and awareness support your movement in this direction? Again, not thinking about this, but seeing what bubbles up.
third reflection. Allow yourself to reflect on an average day, kind of contemplating your day as you wake up, thinking through the activities that you go through on an average day, from the time you get up until you go to bed. And looking at each activity, ask yourself, is this purposeful? Is it suitable? Be honest with yourself. If it's purposeful and suitable, purposeful or suitable, allow yourself to connect for a few moments with how mindfulness could be engaged in that activity. Another way to ask that question is to ask, how can this activity be brought into the Dharma and not feel separate from the Dharma? Another way to frame that question, how can these activities be brought in line with the direction I wish my life to go?
So I'd like to give all of you the opportunity to explore uh, in a small group with just two or three other people a little bit about what you noticed, what you recognized, what you saw, what you felt um, in this exploration. So getting into groups of, say, three or four, we'll have, say, 15 minutes or so to explore this. So, you know, somewhere between three and four minutes a person to just reflect a little bit on, out loud, what you have noticed in this exploration. So finding yourself in small groups... The questions were, so the questions were, uh, what is your deepest aspiration? Um, Or what is the direction in which you would like your life to move? The second, um, how does the practice of mindfulness support this direction? The third is reflecting on your day and whether activities are purposeful, suitable, and if they are purposeful, suitable, um, um, how to bring them into the direction, how, how, how they can be actively brought into that direction, something like that. <laughs> The second one was, um, you mean, well, there was, there was the deepest aspiration or the directionality. The, you know, what is the direction you wish your life to go if you didn't resonate with the aspiration question? And then um, how does the practice of mindfulness support this aspiration or support the movement in this direction? Or how can, I think I said, how can the practice of mindfulness support the movement in that direction? So I'd like to hear a little bit from you about what you noticed and what the group discussion brought up for you also. Um, Well, I I have to admit that I didn't want to do the group discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I looked over and I caught Susan's eye and I thought, well, I'd like to do the group discussion with Susan. Well, I didn't know she was Susan. <laughs> but <laughs> I said, so that's a, that's a person I'd like to do it with. So I got up and I went over there. And then I don't know why I avoid group discussions because it was extremely moving and very touching. And I, it, was, it was just very heart open, heartwarming and mm. very opening for me so that's again this points to the support we get from sangha when we really touch into these deeper questions of our lives it's supportive to be able to talk about them with other people so I'm happy that that was your experience Um, I it was helpful for me to hear other perspectives so that I'm not isolated 
in my aspirations. Mm -hmm. Because this can be a very solitary path. And for me, it is very solitary right now. And I'd like to keep it that way. Anyway, uh, for a while. Um, So it was helpful to hear what other people were struggling with. Mm-hmm. And also, it was helpful to hear how they set goals, because my goal is very uh, its broad, general. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I understand what I need to do to reach that goal. And so I just shared that with them. Yeah. And so hopefully it was helpful for them. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'd, yeah, I'd like to hear more from other people. We agreed that it would be easier if uh, things lasted longer and didn't change so much. <laughs> <laughs> Not the way we, things are. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> So we were reflecting a little bit on uh, when uh, things seem to be going in line with our deepest aspirations and, uh, uh, and things we, we feel like, uh, yes, we're, we're moving with purpose, suitability in a domain that's, that's productive, uh, but it, it passes mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're lost again. Um, and we have to reconnect somehow. Reconnecting is the practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. So it was uh, it was really interesting to uh, to see that uh, uh, one is not alone in uh, in having uh, these feelings. Yeah. So Thank it was really useful, although it was it was difficult at first. Thank you, Bud. So, um, a question came up for me. It's, um, if this is my deepest aspiration, why do sometimes I avoid it? That's a really good question. And we all do that. I think, I hope you heard, if you expressed that in the group, that you're not alone. I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, that's a really good place of exploration. That's where our practice is around this. It's not to simply try to make shoehorn ourselves towards following it, but to really look at why do we make choices that are counter to that. Not to uh, beat ourselves up for it, but to explore the inner underlying motivations behind it. And we're all in the same boat. I mean, you know, we have, we have a lot of conditioning taking us in the direction of greed, aversion, and delusion. <laughs> and to um, cut into that, you know, the Buddha talked about it as swimming upstream. You know, it's, it's seeing that, recognizing that actually is a step towards understanding why we do that. And understanding why we do that is really the crucial bit. 
not to just excise that part of myself and say, oh, get rid of that, but to really understand. The Buddha enjoined us to, un- enjoined us to understand suffering. So that's our path. That's our practice. Yep. But it's also very interesting to kind of highlight, I mean, I felt like part of the reason or purpose behind this exercise was to highlight for each of us what is the direction we're going in because we don't reflect on that as often as can be skillful for us. You know, to really connect with that deeper directionality of our life and see how are our activities supporting that or not supporting that. And you might find sometimes that the reason why we do things counter to it is because we're not thinking about that aspiration. You know, we're not really connecting to that aspiration on a regular basis. So it gets lost. Anyone else? Yeah, Mike. So one of the things I noticed in our group was that for several people, um, a sense of spaciousness they noted would be helpful. Spaciousness around... Just in their lives. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. That, that, that there's too much busyness? Or is it mental spaciousness that was coming up? Uh, I think we more talked about busyness. Mm-hmm. And that's actually another way that this reflection, I think, can serve us, particularly this week. You know, I'd really like to encourage you this week, especially those of you who are engaging in this as a retreat, in this reflection of your day, what is it that you can let go of? What can you not engage in this week that's less than purposeful? You know, letting go of the radio, letting go of television... Just exploring, exploring where we can find that space. Um, You know, there's a lot more spaciousness in my life if I don't click on that internet browser. (laughs) (laughs) No, it can pull me in for an hour, you know, no problem. (laughs) It's it's just amazing. (laughs) So, So, yeah, I mean, just... Reflecting on that, particularly this week, what can we let go of um, to allow for more spaciousness and less busyness? Anyone else? Yeah, Joel. This will be the last one. Um. You know, when I looked at deepest intention, I, I saw something like, okay, be more, certainly move in the direction of a, be, being awake. But then part of my mind said, how can I express my talent, my, mm. my given talents? I mean, it's certainly music, I would think, and I've been up and down in terms of expressing that. It's certainly a great love. So I'm just aware of that, that that is probably part of the mix. It sounds, yes, yeah. I think that that's a, that's a great thing to recognize, that that kind of our given talents can come into our expression in our lives. Yeah. So um, since there is a, a group coming in at five, I want to be mindful of that and to kind of wrap up here. But I want to just check in and see if there's any 
last questions or final questions people have about about the practices that we've talked about um, or about the schedule, anything that uh, has come up. Um, I had a question uh, regarding uh, awareness through daily activities. Um, how, uh, so I, I'm supposed to take standing up and eating, so especially eating has so many activities involved in it. What do you suggest we pay attention to when I'm on a retreat? I really pay attention to every movement, like taking the food, putting it in my mouth, chewing it, etc. And that works well on a retreat uh, situation where uh, mind is very still and there's not much demanded of me. But it seems one of the reasons why I'm coming to this is because uh, that approach, when carried to the daily life, as my retreat teacher suggests, does not seem to work for me because it seems very tight and um, it really becomes very unpleasant instead of being pleasant and open and spacious. This was also my experience of trying to bring that practice into daily life. So, yes, the, the, um, the instructions around mindfulness, particularly in the areas where we're looking at extending the mindfulness for a little bit longer of a time. Keep it very light. Just see if you can connect with whatever is obvious in your normal level of consciousness. What, the, the type of awareness that you have as you sit down to have a meal uh, during the week, just notice, you, know, you, you notice that you're sitting there, you notice that you know, there's the smelling, there's just whatever's obvious. That, that's, a, that's a good place to, uh, to key in. It's just the obviousness of experience. What's kind of standing out to you as the most obvious thing in your experience? And that will change as you progress through your, through your meal. You know, when you first sit down, the most obvious thing might be a feeling of, oh, phew, I can finally sit down for a few minutes. I've been on my feet all day. Oh, noticing that relaxation. And then... Noticing perhaps the sense of pleasure of the um, uh, the decision to eat at this point, and then you know what what 's obvious about the food what 's obvious about your experience of sitting there, the smell perhaps or and then picking up a piece of food, noticing the um, you know the texture in your mouth or whatever 's obvious there doesn 't have to be any directing of the attention to try to find anything in particular. Keep it really light. Um, just see if you can keep pulling that thread of not so effortful mindfulness through that time. You know, just just notice in in the moments what is it that's obvious. Just kind of like you know, just gently, really gently holding something. You know, kind of a way to investigate is to just kind of gently hold on to something. No need to kind of grab onto it or to pick it apart and to try to figure out what it's made of. You know, just just gently touch the experience with your mindfulness. Very light, light touch. And notice what's obvious. Um, kind of the noticing what's obvious can be a way to help you pull the continuity. And kind of just recognize, you know, what is it that's standing out for you? Another way to look at this or, or to, to contemplate this exercise of the pulling the mindfulness through a task is to take an interest in what the awareness decides to pay attention to. 
You know, as opposed to you directing the attention to various things. Oh, now I'm going to pay attention to seeing, and now I'm going to pay attention to the way it tastes, and now I'm going to pay attention to the chewing. That's controlling. Yeah, so just hang out and see what does the awareness kind of naturally do as you are eating or as you are putting your dishes away. What is it, what is it that the awareness is kind of drawn to? I mean, it's going to be different for all of you. It's going to be different every day. It's going to be different at different times of the day. Uh, so just kind of getting, seeing if you can let yourself think about being in the passenger seat of the car and seeing where it takes you. Being aware and alert as to where things are going and what's happening, but to not be so directive, be more receptive as to what, what, is, the, what is the mind doing with this experience, kind of taking an interest in that. So thank you for the question, Smita. So we should stop. So um, I, um, I hope to see many of you in the morning, and uh, I hope this has been helpful. We do have the handouts here, um, so please do take the handouts if, if you wish. Um, there's two handouts, uh, one that describes the theme for the week, and the other one, which is the handout I give for every daily life practice retreat. So it's the same one I've handed out in the past. If you, if you need another copy, that's fine. If you don't, it's the same information. So thank you all.